Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Well, you know, they're, they're all terrific players in their own right, and uh, in the way they they extend play is a little bit different, you know, but the, the thing that I think makes Justin so unique is he's such a powerful player once he gets going, so he's hard to, even when they get pressured, guys have a hard time bringing him down. Um, so when he gets out of it, like if you don't, you're not, Strong, you don't use fundamentals, and you're not don't have rush integrity. And when he takes off, and especially if the defense has their back turned, I mean, those are those are damn near been home runs. Uh, once he gets going, so he's a powerful runner. Uh, so it's a little bit different in how they do it, but they, you're right, they're all play extenders. We just gotta have a good mix, and you know, talking about what the plan and being disciplined. That's usually what it comes down to. Is Arthur Smith talking about Derrick Henry or Justin Fields there? Hard to tackle, Arthur Smith. Uh, talking about QB one for the Chicago Bears. It's Gabe Ramirez. It's Mark Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel here on 670 The Score. Bears taking on the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. And it's going to be a good one. I think, you know, you still have two teams that have a lot to prove, you know, uh, whether it is the offense of the Atlanta Falcons or the offense of the Chicago Bears. Uh, one of them is going to come. I just hope it's an exciting game. I hope they put some points on the board. What's your over-under in your mind? Grody, mm-hmm. I will see the Falcons score 29 last week. I'm going to put it at uh, 42. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Like right. the way I talk. Uh, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> hopefully it'll be a, a high-scoring game because uh, we could use some point, uh, some, some, some excitement here in Chicago. All right. Uh, what does our next guest think? Does he think some points will be put up on the board? Uh, joining us right now on the guest hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois. Uh, you can catch him on Cellini and Domino. Weekdays 11 to 2 on 680 to fan out in Atlanta. It is none other than Chris Domino. Chris, good to talk to you again, man. I enjoyed our chat the last time. Yeah, thank you. I did as well. I appreciate it. Look forward to it. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about this Atlanta team and where they're at mm-hmm. right now. I feel like, you know, it's been a topsy-turvy year. You know, little Desmond Ritter, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not sure how the fans are feeling about that heading into the season. Little mm-hmm. Bijan Robinson, you know, people feeling weird about that. Uh, and in the present, you know, some thought that they had had the opportunity to take the NFC South. I mean, what, what are fans yeah. feeling about the Atlanta Falcons right now? Uh, that it's very up and down. They're not consistently good at anything. The kicker's been the MVP for three years. He might end up being the MVP for four years in a row. With all due respect, that's not a great thing. Um, he's been the most consistent thing around here for years. I look as it pertains to Desmond Ritter, I think enough people have said he doesn't look like a number one. So what does that mean? Well, after the coach said he was going to be the quarterback for the rest of the year, he made even what Desmond Ritter said was the worst throw of his life. 
You know, you're up 7-6, you're inside the 10, you can go up 10-6 and just live another day. Rolling to his left, he threw across his body. It was just, it was an awful, awful play, awful decision. And once that decision was made, that put him back to the bench. Uh, it's fumbles, it's interceptions. You guys live in a turnover world. I think you guys have 25 of them yourselves. Falcons have 21, and it feels like more than that. But the big number for me, there was a game against, oh, God, Carolina. Um, 72 total yards for Pitts, London, and B. John Robinson. 72 total yards for those three guys combined. And I said at that point, you can't coach this way. You've got to change everything in the middle of a season. Now, I don't even think that's possible. But but what it is with 27 touchdowns this year, it has not been what we thought it was going to be with a number eight, a number eight, and a number four pick in the last three years on the offensive side in London, Pitts, and Robinson. And you really haven't reaped anything close to 22 points a game. And so Arthur Smith, I mean, barring some sort of playoff, and I know the Falcons mm-hmm. are still alive. And, yeah. you know, hey, if Terry Bradshaw has his way, I'm sure you guys have talked about that yeah, in Atlanta, where Terry Bradshaw just went off on, on Arthur Smith because of what you're saying. Smith benched uh, Desmond Ritter in favor of Taylor Heineke. Uh, and this came after, as you said, the coach had promised Ritter that he would right. be the QB for the rest of the year. So, it sounds like Smith is probably going to be the part of the, the, the Black Monday axings if there's not some big run. Is that correct? Yeah, look, you're 7-8, and eight, and the idea that, well, what do you want the story to be, that you're 7-8 and eight and you lost to Carolina, you lost to Arizona, <laughs> you lost, like, what do you want the story to be? You can spin it any way. Or you can talk about, hey, location, 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 you're in the worst division that the NFL has maybe ever seen. So being a playoff contender in that, what does it really mean? Well, I'm going to go with the 7-8. and eight. I'm going to go with not scoring 20 points a game. I'm going to go with the idea that you haven't found ways to use guys. And he was hired to be an offensive guy. Now, look, I'm going to be very honest. I've got, you know, text from, from their building. And, you know, I used to call it being called to the principal's office. I just don't go anymore. I've been called to every office in the city <laughs> over 30 years. Right. But now I just do it in a text. If you're going to blast me, blast me, but I'm not coming to see you. Um, and, and part of it was, look, do you, do you think you're being hard? My whole thing is he stands on the sideline with the plate card in front of his face, whether he's got a mustache or he shaves his mustache or mustache is back. I mean, think about that. Well, that's a story in the NFL. <laughs> it's probably a bad sign, but I don't see him interacting with anybody. So I said about seven weeks ago, go back up to the booth, go back up to the booth. It's not a demotion. Go be what you were hired to be. You were an offensive coordinator. Now, look, you had Derrick Henry. You had a turnaround in Tannehill. You got a head coaching job because of that. Maybe that's where you'll see the game better and call it better. Clock management, red flags, challenge flags. It's not been going well here. And I don't want to demote a guy, but I want to find out. Like, I have guys that I work with say, take the play calling away from them. I'm like, what are you, crazy? That's why he was hired. He doesn't do the other stuff. This is the one thing he's supposed to be able to do. And then I was told, oh, head coach is not going to go up to the booth and blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, that's fine. I I thought I was trying to help. (laughs) Because when you're scoring less than 20 points a game, I'm not telling you I want to play Joe Q quarterback from my my couch, but you've got to change something or else everybody's out of a job. Or the people that you didn't think were going to be out of a job three years in are going to be out of a job three years in. 24th in the league, point score per game at 19.1. That's what he's talking about. Chris Chris Domino joining us here on 670 The Score. 
Uh, you can listen to him on 680 Sports Radio, the fan out in Atlanta. Uh, there's a lot of rumors, you know, just circulating on the internet yeah. about, about you know, Atlanta being in love with a guy like Justin Fields. Yeah. Is that something that's dominating the the, the news cycle over there as the well, year's coming to an end? Terrell Heineke, he's $9 million next year, but $7 million in relief if you release him. Desmond Ritter's a backup. He's got two years left on a rookie contract. You're not paying him a ton, but I'm not handing him the keys anymore. So they're going to be looking for a quarterback. Uh, you can go to draft. It, it looks like Russell Wilson might be cut by Denver. You know, I don't know if most coaches, what do they think about guys? I can fix them. I can make them better. And again, part of why Arthur Smith got the job is Ryan Tannehill looked like a better quarterback under Arthur Smith. Well, Heineke is what he is. I like the idea. Here's what I like about him. I think he'll take chances. And if it doesn't go well, I don't have to listen to him telling me why it didn't go well. I think he'll take another chance. He'd like to be in the NFL next year, but he's not going to play conservative. Ritter, I think when he tried to make that play last week, when it, or two weeks ago, when he tried to make that play, it was over. You, you couldn't. He's got a, a fumbling problem. It's 21 turnovers, as I said. Heineke, at least, I think is going to to give me the confidence of a guy who just says, put the last play behind me, I'm going to go make another one. Uh, Justin Fields has been a big conversation around here, obviously since his days at Georgia. But, but here's the thing with him, and you guys would certainly know a thousand times better than me. If you would have told me 36 games into his career he'd have nine wins, I would have said, well, how's that possible? He'll stumble his way to, to a dozen, 13, 14. Like, that number is astounding to me. Now, it doesn't mean that you guys as an organization have gotten things right. He's probably not getting as much help as he needs. I know there's been turnover, and that certainly affects quarterbacks when it comes to play design and what do we want you to do. And so many cooks in the kitchen into a guy's ear. You know, Ritter, I think, suffered from a little bit of that. He doesn't sound like a natural-born leader. Nice guy, family guy, but it doesn't come across as, and I don't know how Justin carries himself, but that nine wins and 36 starts is amazing to me at this point that nobody's figured out a way to get more out of him. Yeah, I mean, that that is fair. And, <laughs> yes, Justin Fields is a massive conversation piece in this city, and it is a, sure. a city-divided like like never before. I think look, it's always like that when it comes to Bears quarterbacks because yes. just haven't had one. But the the Justin Fields talk is really peaking and it's gotten toxic at times as well. Uh what's the fan base in Atlanta? Like are are they looking for, for heads too? Like what is the do they think yeah. that they're close? Like what's what's the vibe there? Because yes, you, you nailed it with us here. It is all Justin Fields. What is it there? Here it's the coach. Uh, I think the the quarterback thing is settled. It's not going to be Desmond Ritter. Whether he couldn't be coached up, whether he just was a third-round pick who is always going to play a third-round pick, I think it's unfair for guys at 24 and 25 to be thrown out with the bathwater, but that's the way it is. You guys are experiencing it there. If you don't find a way to – look, I say it about baseball. When you have 21-year-old guys, Ronald Acuna, Soto, who are good, it sucks for the next group of 21-year-olds who aren't quarterbacks. Mahomes comes into the league, sits for a little bit, but he plays to the level that he did. Russell Wilson looked like the the poster boy for, my God, win while the guy's on his rookie contract. Mm -hmm. Handful plus of years later, and Russell Wilson might be released after getting a big contract. So I don't know if there's an answer. Look, the thing that baffles me is uh, eighth graders have laptops. They have pads in their hands and they're learning to play quarterback. They go to seven on sevens. We can't find 32 of them anywhere in the world. (laughs) <laughs> like there's, there's not 32 guys who can do this job anywhere in the world, but here's what pisses me off more. Whether it was the Sam Bradford and Demarcus Russell, we've got to cut it out. 
we've got to stop paying these guys $50 million in bonuses before they play. But then here comes Carr. Here comes um, the guy up in New York, $160 million. Carr gets $150 million. I go, oh, my God. Now they're just making idiot mistakes with guys who are in the league. Like the going rate is if you have a pulse, you get $20 million. Like if you win three games, you get $20 million. And we go up from there, but I still can't find 32 of them. So the, the, the big thing here is the, co- the quarterback thing seems to have been settled. you got to start all over again. The coach is the big one. Do you believe in him? Do you not? How is this guy only scoring 19 points a game? What are we doing when they gave you, gave you 884? The, the tight end who was supposed to be a unicorn, Ugh, three touchdowns. Yeah, Kyle Pitts. The wide receiver, Drake London's got two touchdowns. Oh. Now, they started to use B. John Robinson. He's got seven total. But I would have thought he would have had 12 now. Like there were, and, and, guys, you know this. There's a guy named Scotty Miller. I don't want to give away any secrets to the Falcons for you guys. There's a guy named Scotty Miller who you never heard of and you shouldn't. He's got the same amount of touchdown receptions as, <laughs> as Drake London at two. Do you, do you know who has three receptions in this league as a wide receiver? Guys you've never heard of. I can give you names you wouldn't be able to tell me what team they play for. And and they have more touchdowns than Drake London. Problem. Yeah. Deshaun Robinson is supposed to be Christian McCaffrey. Uh-huh. He's not. They forget about him. Um, he it, is. He just, can still be that, right? It's because you, they've sure. forgotten about him. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, my, my, my thing is this, Chris. My thing is this, Chris. I look at the draft that, that the Falcons yeah. had, and I'm curious, like, do you guys feel like it was a failure? I mean, I know you think these could be great. Okay, now yet. Too soon. Yeah, too soon. Look, I, I think with an offense, here's what I thought. And I was, and I'm not even kidding about this. I don't do mock drafts. I don't read mock drafts. I laugh at mock drafts. Um, I'll put my money up. I said for years, I'll put $1,000 up. If anybody can get eight of the first 10 in the right team, you know, I don't even, you know, whatever. It, it just, I don't care. But about two months before the draft, I said, I want B. John Robinson, but here's why I wanted him. I wanted to find out if my quarterback could play mm. because the, the best friend that Desmond Ritter was ever going to have was B. John Robinson. Well, he's been benched twice. I think in large part because they haven't figured out what to do with B. John Robinson. He is supposed to be Christian McCaffrey light. Let's put it that way. Maybe that's what he's supposed to be in his first one or two years. But you can't tell me going on a surge of two touchdowns in a game, people around here were popping champagne. I was like, do you guys understand? <laughs> I, I'm not telling you he's supposed to set the world on fire. He's not supposed to only have seven touchdowns. It shouldn't be as difficult for the Falcons to score inside the 10 as it is with these three draft picks. Kyle Pitts, he had a 24-yard touchdown or whatever the hell it was. You would have thought, I swear to God, we landed on Mars around here. You would have thought that that was the story, is Americans have landed on Mars because people jumped up and down. I, that's supposed to happen when you draft a guy eighth. That's like, that is what's supposed to happen. Are these guys cool? Like, I know Bijan's a rookie, so he probably can't say anything, yeah. but are these guys, are they speaking up a little bit, Kyle Pitts, at this point, or are they know. playing the good soldiers? So I'm going to be real honest with you. I did Falcons pre and post for 10 years, and it was some good years and not so good years. I don't do it now. Um, I used to drive my ass up to what it's Flowery Branch, 45 minutes every Monday, every Wednesday, and I did it for years, and it was part of the job, and I didn't – my day part now would I can't do it. I can't go to open locker room. I'm not even sure I would do it okay. uh, because I've gotten a little bit tired of player speak. And I'm going to tell you the biggest problem for the coach with me. And this is why I've gotten the, Hey man, are you a little bit hard on this? I, 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 I don't, he started, he started the year. They won a game and he, he dropped the old, 
you guys had us picked at 45th. No, that was the last year quote. You guys had us all picked at 45th, as in, ha, ha, ha. Uh You know, we won a game when we were off the map. And it became really problematic for me and my partner. This year, he started to coach explain. Like, and I now know what that means. Like, it's mansplaining, but this was coach-splaining. Okay. <laughs> and, and it was like nobody, five-minute answers, and nobody could really understand what he was talking about because we couldn't, we weren't capable of it. And I just, I, I think he's a good guy. Uh, I think he's probably somewhere deeper, better at his job. I don't think he's the head coach in the OC. And that's not a crime, because a lot of guys really aren't supposed to do both. He said one day, this was what pissed me off. He said one day at a post game, he didn't throw a challenge flag or didn't put somebody back in because he had a lot of stuff and a lot of different people talking to him in his headsets. And I was like, Oh God, that's the job. The job is, is this guy now cleared? Can this guy go back, go back in? What are we doing with clock management this past week? If you go look at my Twitter feed, Go look at it like you'll see on Sunday. I said, I smell terrible clock management in three, two. <laughs> Next thing you know, I swear to you, they had to burn a timeout after oh, no. a, I don't know if it was a penalty. It wasn't, it was worse than that. Oh, they burned a timeout after they spiked the football. Oh, Ooh. They oh spiked with what? 10, and then they had to call a timeout. <laughs> So they had no timeouts left. That's, yeah, Matt, that's Matt Nagy. What was the there. rationalization for that? Just curious. So, well, they didn't. They didn't get to the line quick enough. The the play clock was running out. Oh, after they spiked the oh, but they so spiked they the ball. The time, yeah, yeah. Well, they spiked the ball, but then the play clock is running. Oh. <laughs> play clock was running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The play clock was running okay. out. They thought so it was an actual timeout. timeout. Okay. <laughs> I don't know great. what the hell happened, but I swear to you, on my timeline, and and I use a bad word on the next tweet, and I said and. There it blanket is. But I knew something was going to happen with the clock. I just knew it. And it did. And you go, you didn't get two plays off. You didn't even get one play off. You had to kick a field goal because you burned your last time out. And it was one of those where you just go again, what is going on in the headsets? You know, is it anything? Is it just, clearly, clearly, it's well, too, too, too clearly, it's too much going on in there. Yeah, yeah. or they unplugged uh, him. Chris Domino, we so got him here upstairs. talking to Arthur Smith, talking about Arthur Smith. All right, before we let you go, we need a prediction for Sunday. Yeah. What you got for me? Uh, desperate times, desperate, desperate measures. I, I heard you guys talking about the over/under. I think it's thirty-nine. I think it's a three-point game. I, I'm actually going to say this. I think the Falcons win the game. One condition: the turnover thing has got to stop. Uh, with Heineke, if he gets one, I just need the touchdown to make up for it. But can the can the Falcons stop the run? Because I know that that's what you guys do well. And the Falcons had a really good day against Indianapolis last week, causing havoc, tackles behind the line of scrimmage, including including sacks. They had six of them. I think if that effort goes to the run game to stop you guys, Falcons win the Falcons win the game. I, I and I don't say that often. This is not a homer thing. Believe yeah, me, I clearly, that. clearly, yeah. <laughs> we saw it. Chris. Great stuff as always, man. A lot of people on the text line enjoying your conversation, uh, and, and I enjoyed it as well. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Of course, See you, man. Chris Domino. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Chris Domino. D I M I N O. Just a great guy. Just you could just tell covering the Falcons for twenty three years. <laughs> he's, he's hilarious. He's been man. there with the ups and the downs. That he's. We agree. I love guys like that. Like he's a natural. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's easy to like the anger volume was just going <laughs> off. Like and I, I've gotten text messages. From inside the building is what I'll say. <laughs> yeah. He almost sounds like a guy who 
he's like he's like a like an athlete who is just blessed with all this like he like he's seven foot tall so he has to play basketball yeah, 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 this yeah. guy is just so good at like picking apart <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons he doesn't like the job but he's great at it yeah. he's fantastic that's my first time talking to that guy I enjoyed the Chris hell out of that Demino uh, make sure you guys give him a follow all right we're gonna talk some Bears football Justin Fields talk to the media as did coach Eberflus what did they have to say about the upcoming match Against the Atlanta Falcons, we'll play some audio for you on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez. It's Mark Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel right here on 670 The Score. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.